Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Faith-Filled Friday. Um, I am going to jump right into this today. You know, interestingly enough, last week I picked up a book that um, was given to me when I graduated high school. This was back in 1998. And um, it was given to me by my youth pastor at my graduation party. And, uh, you know, I've never read it. I have never read it. I, I believe I opened the book and read the first chapter, maybe the second chapter, because they were very small. But I have never read through this whole book. And it's been sitting on my bookshelf since 1998 from house to house, from uh, being single to married. And um, I don't know. Our family was just talking about something one day, and I saw it sitting there, and I grabbed it. And I said, you know... I've never read this book. This might be a good time for us to read this together. And so as I was going through it, just kind of browsing through it, I'm getting ready to read the whole thing. Um, it is called Secrets of the Richest Man Who Ever Lived. Um, it's written by uh, Dr. Mike Murdoch, and um, it's about King Solomon. And so the whole story is about just his life, um, his principles, you know, the things that he believed, the things that he worked hard for, um, the one thing that he asked God for, which was wisdom. Could have asked for anything else, but he asked for wisdom. And um, he ended up being the richest man who ever lived. And he was tasked with this big dream that he had, and it was to complete the temple, which was something that his father never got to accomplish, which was King David. And so... Um, browsing through here, there was something that really stood out to me. And it, I mean, it just tugged at my heart because I, I see so many good friends, um, people in our life, you know, whether they're acquaintances or, or business acquaintances or, um, people that we've met along the way, just relationships that have been established. The majority of them are entrepreneurs. They have that business mindset and that entrepreneur mindset, that heart to just do what they love and do what they know they are purposed in life to do. And I see them struggle. I mean, we've been through our struggles because starting a business is not easy. And there are moments where we feel like we're failing. There are many moments where we feel like we're failing. And so um, as I began to re read the words in this one particular chapter, I just thought, you know, I have to share this because we always want to share the goodness of God um, everything that he does, his promises and everything. And, and y'all hear me say this week after week, his promises are true, but there are struggles that we go through that will make us think otherwise. And, and it's almost like that voice that is lying to us and telling us just go ahead and give up and quit. Well, I'm here to tell you today. And if you're listening to this and you know me personally, I am telling you, keep going. Those of y'all that I don't know, maybe you're listening to this and we've never met. Keep going. Keep pressing through on that dream. Keep believing that what it is is in your heart to do, you need to do it. And so um, I want to share a couple of these points because they were just so powerful. They, they spoke to me, and I know it's something that I'm going to need to read on a daily basis. I may need to type these out and put them up somewhere to remind myself. But it was just so powerful. So let me just go ahead and read a little bit of this. Again, it's from the book, um, the Secrets of the Richest Man Who Ever Lived by uh, Dr. Mike Murdoch. I'm sure you can find it online. 
it's, <laughs> I got it in 1998, so it's been around for a while. But um, this particular chapter is called Solomon Boldly Announced His Dream to Others. And I loved the first line. It said, your dream should be too big to contain. This was the experience of Solomon. Your dream should be so big that it unleashes conversation around you. This is important. Your dream must be big enough to consume you or you will not, or it will not move you. Let me read that again. Your dream must be big enough to consume you or it will not move you. It must consume your time, your mind, and your conversation. I'm going to add in there, and your heart. And then moving a little bit further ahead, it says, Telling others also destroys the option to fail. And so it kind of sets up that that accountability that we need, right? That um, that person or those people in our life to kind of remind us of what we said we were going to do and hold us to it. I have a wonderful mentor um, and I meet with him maybe once a month on Zoom. And if nothing else, this man holds me accountable for the things that I said I was going to do within our business. Um, he brings about ideas. He establishes connections and relationships. He um, will ask me, you know, what's going on with the things that we talked about a month before. And when I know I'm about to have that meeting, I have to go back and think hard. Did I accomplish all the things that I said I was going to do? And if I didn't, I need to jump on them. And sometimes I may have half of the list done because, you know, life happens. But it's an urgency for me to get it done because I know that someone is going to ask me, did I do what I said I was going to do? And so because of him being in my life and in, you know, the life of our business and holding me accountable to those things, I find that I progress and I do so much more and I actually believe more in myself because I know there's someone who is rooting for me and cheering me on, someone who is going to make sure that um, I keep pressing forward. And so when I read that part about telling others also destroys the option to fail, we need those people in our life. We need those, those, even if it's just one person, to just remind us that that dream that we have and that vision that we have um, it may be rough, but we're not going to fail because it's part of us. It's a, it's in our heart. It's what we know to do. Um, there, there's a couple of points here that I want to pull out. These points are going to really help, help us to think. And I say us because it, it's a daily thing, right? For each and every one of us, including myself, but it's going to help us really think and evaluate the situations when we're talking about our dream and being able to announce it being able to share it, shout it out, talk about it, just be in love with it because that's what we know we're supposed to do. But it also shows um, the unique relationship uh, between us and others that are surrounding us in those moments. So the first point says, those who believe and stand with you will be instantly energized and encouraged. I love that first point so much. Because, I mean, you couldn't have started any better. But I've said it many times. The one thing that we speak over and over is the more you give, the more you have. And so we are blessed to be a blessing. We are here in what it is that we've been created to do and to be, to be a blessing to others. 
And so wouldn't that make you want to work even harder at what you're doing and what you believe in? Because when doing that, we are actually encouraging other people. If I complain and murmur about the problems that I'm having, do you think that the, the friend or the person beside me who wants to be able to start their own business or is actually going through the same journey is going to be uplifted and encouraged in that moment? No, they're going to begin to think and dwell on the things that have knocked them down this week or have been a struggle rather than thinking about the wonderful things that are to come and having that faith in what it is that they're building, that even though that building may be going up um, slowly and one brick at a time, that business is being built regardless. It is being built. It doesn't matter how much time it takes. But I want to speak the positive, encouraging things to myself in what it is that I am doing and speak boldly about believing and having the faith and knowing that I am in the right place at the right time doing what I've been called and created to do so that the person beside me will be encouraged and uplifted and they will be able to pursue the very thing that they want to do. And so we are energizing and encouraging them through our journey when we speak boldly what it is that we're doing. Um, the second one says, those who stand with you will suddenly become creative in their ideas for assisting you. I mean, how amazing is that? That when we begin to share things, people just naturally want to help. They naturally want to give their opinion. Do we have to take everybody's um, advice and everyone's um, suggestions? Do we have to um, make sure that we do every single thing that they're telling us? No. But to see the excitement in them when all of a sudden they want to, they, they get so creative in all of the different ideas and the thoughts, and they're thinking, wow, don't, maybe you can do it this way, and maybe you can change that, and maybe this would help. And you just never know which one of those ideas are really going to, to change things significantly in your company um, or your way of thinking, and which ideas you know may be there to hold on to for the future. And so you have just pressed on someone else to be creative to start brainstorming and thinking up these things. And in a way, even if it doesn't work for you, that is an idea for them. That is something that they just birth out of their mind and their heart. And it may just be an opportunity to turn that back around and say, why don't you start your own business? That is such an amazing job, but I believe you could do it so much better. The third one is, those who are tempted to oppose you may suddenly weaken and decide to join you when they see your determination. You know, I the, an example I can give you of this is there was a time in my life, well, there's been many times, where I didn't seem to do everything according to the mold. Uh, that's just not me. I don't fit the mold of a lot of things, of a lot of people's expectations. Um, I don't do things in a certain order. I actually do a lot of things backwards. Um, not because, you know, I'm being, um, difficult or having to do things my own way, but just because many times I, I try to just follow whatever it is that God is speaking to my heart and leading me to do. And, and, um, I wasn't created to fit in. I was created to stand out, right? We all are. We're unique for a reason. And so, when I wasn't going to school and getting all those degrees like my friends were or 
other people, you know, in our family and our life. And it was consistently being told to me, you need to go back to school. You need to do this. You're never going to make it. You're never going to get ahead. You won't be able to do this. I mean, I was teaching at the age of 18 and no teaching degree or certificate. Um, I was training other educators in, in the area of creativity with no degrees or certificates. Um, we've started our own business with no degrees, no certificates, you know, no, um, credentials, but we're doing what we were called to do. We were created to do this. And so now people are just now beginning to see that, that it's really more about passion and your desire to do those things and your willingness to learn and to grow. Um, I mean, that's why we have trade schools, right? There's a lot of people that go and, and, uh, will learn a certain trade and maybe they get it done in nine months, 12 months, and they're done with that training. But there are so many other ways in this lifetime to learn and grow in these areas. And so many people have gone on to be successful without that type of schooling or um, a certain um, way that needs to be followed when it comes to education. And I'm, and I'm not against that, but it's for some people and it may not be for others. And so when I read this, it just really reminded me of all those that thought I needed to do things a certain way. And I was boldly proclaiming my dreams and my visions. And as, and when you're telling someone, you know, I'm going to own my own business. I'm going to be able to help so many people. I'm going to be able to, you know, um, go here and do this and do that. And when I speak, I know people will listen because my heart just wants to encourage and uplift and, and really motivate others to believe in themselves. People are just now seeing that all the things that they said I needed, I didn't need. And so this point right here, that's why it really stood out when it says those who are tempted to oppose you may suddenly weaken and decide to join you when they see your determination. That's all that matters. You are determined to do what you said you're going to do because that is where your heart is. That is all that matters. They will have no other choice than to see that and begin to believe and at that point begin to encourage you. And if they don't, they'll walk away. And that's the end of that. Now, here's the other side of that. This fourth point says, those who might disagree with you privately are forced to expose themselves to you publicly. That's that's the more negative side of it. You know, you kind of hope that you don't ever have to get to that point. But that's when you really find out who is standing with you. Who's standing behind you? Who is surrounding you with their prayers? Who is going to be there to encourage you when you're feeling down? Who's going to be there to pick you up when you think you failed and remind you that you are not a failure, that we all go through these things? That's when you begin who you're, begin to realize who your real circle of friends are, those that truly care and understand. And the ones that, um, you know, are just completely against you and you know it. Between you and them, you know it. They will eventually have to get to a point where they be where they are exposing themselves publicly. 
it will be made known because their choice is just to oppose what it is that you are are fighting for, for yourself, the thing that you want to do. And it'll come out. And like I said, that's that's not a place where you want to be um, because it hurts. It hurts to to realize that someone you thought who was supporting you and backing you and believing with you really doesn't. Um, I call those, those those pruning moments that we learn about in God's word. You know, it, it hurts to prune and to cut away the things that um, are not going to allow us to grow. Um, but as soon as we cut them away, we begin to grow like, I don't know what. You just start to flourish and bloom because you needed to remove the negativity so that you could move forward and produce good fruit. There's three more points to this, um, and then we'll close up for for today. But the sixth one says, when oh, I'm sorry, there's four. The fifth one says, when you announce your dream boldly, you make it more difficult to fail. That is powerful, and that goes in line, really. I mean, it, it really just summarizes the first four. But you, when you announce it, announce it boldly. I am going to do this. I am going to be that. I will be successful in such and such. It's when we begin to speak those positive things, um, we speak those words. Our words are powerful. So we begin to speak those things. Then it is, it is more difficult for us to fail. Because we are consistently lifting ourselves up. I can't say that enough. We have to be able to speak that life into the thing that we are so passionate for. So you are now declaring these things. And when you declare them, it pushes you forward and does not allow you to go backwards. Going backwards ends up um, being a lot harder to do because you don't want to go back there. Nobody wants to go back there. We want to keep moving forward in this race, right? And so so when we move forward, we, we make that declaration. We are leaving behind all the things that were meant to stop us, and we're walking away, and we're not looking back. Now, this next one I also love. They just keep getting better and better. But number six says, when you boldly announce your dream, you instantly create a golden connection a common denominator for every person who has wanted to accomplish such a dream. This is not someone being envious of you, not someone wishing they could be like you, wishing they could do all the things that you do. This is That's not that type of golden connect, connection that we're talking about. We're talking about that wonderful motivation of, if they can do it, why can't I? If they can do it, I know I can if they can accomplish that, then I need to pursue and go for the things that, that I want to do. I don't want to be just like them. I want to be me. I want to be what I was created to be and do. But I see them doing it. I see them succeeding. I see them winning the race. And I want to go too. Now, <clears throat> here's something that um, I just thought about when I said that, when I said race. For so many years, I saw so many people able to run and jog and do all these things. And I thought I could never run because I I had asthma as a child. Um, I couldn't run more than 60 seconds without huffing and puffing and thinking I was going to die. And so it wasn't until about 11, 
I believe it's been 11 years now, when we moved to Florida, um, there was one morning, I, we were actually in an apartment, and I decided to go down to the gym just to see, you know, what they had there. Uh, we had just moved in, and um, I got on the treadmill, and I started to walk. That was my thing. Let me just walk. I still love it to this day. But I started to increase that speed, and I felt the Lord saying, just run. And I'm telling him, I can't. I cannot run. <laughs> I don't even know why you're asking me to do that. I'll die. And... um <clears throat> He kept speaking to my heart and saying, just run. I got you. Just run. I increased that speed and I started to jog just real slowly, you know, just a, a real steady jog. <clears throat> and before I knew it, I was at five minutes and I couldn't believe it. I was huffing. I was coughing, but I couldn't believe it. So I increased the speed just a little bit more and I kept going. And I remember that day coming home so proud, telling my husband I had ran 30 minutes I had never done that, ever. And so um, it, I kept doing it for a couple of weeks. And next thing I know, I was out on the pavement. I was running up and down the sidewalk on the main road. And um, it wasn't too long before I was running four miles a day, between two and four miles, depending on what the day was. But every day I was out there running. As soon as my girls would go to school, I'd go and do my run. And then I would hear about people running 5Ks. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do it so bad, but I don't know if I can run that 5K. Well, I just ran three miles. I think I can run a 5K. But when I got to that 5K, it felt so much harder. I was huffing and puffing so much more. And I think I got so excited about it, I took off running a little too fast. I didn't pace myself. But I kept telling myself I could do it. And I kept wanting to stop. And about halfway through that... um you know, the, the trail that we were on, um, I looked over to the right and I saw my husband and my daughters were standing there on the lawn and they were just waving and shouting, go mommy, go mommy. And I just kicked it up a notch and I kept going. And that was the first 5k that I ever finished. I actually came in second, I believe second in my, in my category, my age category, which was amazing to me. I, I didn't expect that. There probably weren't very many people my age there anyway, but, <laughs> but anyway, but at that point I was like, I want to do a, a 10 K. And so it's that feeling of, wow, that person did that. I want to do it because I'd never thought I could, but you're telling me I can father. So I'm going to do it. And then you do it. And now you want to move to the next thing. Cause you're like, I heard so-and-so is doing a bigger race. They're doing a longer race. They're going to go for it. I need to start training. And I get motivated to do it. And then I want to go even further. And so that's what this point is all about, is you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for others. You are encouraging others to fulfill their dream. You are just lighting that fire inside of them that maybe was extinguished by somebody else or something else that fire that maybe they buried so deep down that it burnt out it burned out on its own it just you know dwindled out and um they couldn't get it started back up you are the one by fulfilling your dream you're encouraging them to go for what it was that they always had just stored up inside of them this next one goes along with one uh, that we just read previously, but it says, when you boldly announce your dream, you instantly expose the enemies. 
that is both beautiful and scary at the same time. There will always be haters. There will always be people who, um, this is where the envy comes in, who don't want to see you succeed because of whatever it is that's going on in their own life. When if they would just team up with you and and run and be positive, they may be able to fulfill that thing in their life. But they're so miserable. They don't want to see you be successful. They don't want to celebrate with you. And so um, that's why I say it. it's so it's so beautiful and wonderful, but it's scary at the same time because you want to see others succeed. And um, it's sad because that's their choice. That's their choice to be angry and to be bitter. And all we can do is pray for them. And I and we do. We pray, you know, that God would just um, bring back to their memory what it is that he has gifted them to do, what it is that he has placed inside of them, and to believe in themselves again. And then this last one, this is uh, the eighth point. It says, when you boldly announce your dream, non-essential tasks that do not help you achieve that dream are exposed and can be eliminated. This is where you start to prioritize. This is where you start to say, that thing over there is not important. That thing over there is holding me back. That person over there is not helping. This, These things are, are dragging me down. These things are stressing me out. These things are creating unnecessary problems. And it's time to let them go. And this can also go back to that point about pruning. We cut away the things that do not belong. And when we boldly announce or we declare the thing that we are doing, we're able to recognize those things a lot faster. We're able, well, this says instantly, we are able to recognize them, remove them so that we can keep pressing forward. I want to read how they state it in this book because um, it's just so great the way they say it. It says, those around you must know your priorities. Otherwise, you will pick up hundreds of small burdens along the way that had nothing to do with the achievement of your dream. The sooner they are exposed, the sooner they can be eliminated. Um, y'all, I'm going to read this entire book. I will probably have so many more amazing, beautiful points to share with you along the way. Um, I can't believe it has sat on my shelf for that long. I apologize to my youth pastor <laughs> because I missed out on so much. I mean, we study King Solomon all the time, but, um, I should have picked up this book a lot sooner and read it. And so, uh, but I'm reading it now and maybe this was the right time, but I want to speak a special message to those of you that, that I do know. And I hope you're listening to this. All of my friends out there, especially you ladies who are working so hard on your dream, you're working so hard on your business I have met so many of y'all along the way, um, whether we've been at networking events or we've been at vendor events in the hot sun here in Florida, selling our products um, because we love what we do. We are sweating. We're getting the downpours. The wind is almost blowing our tents away, which has happened many times. Um, <laughs> I remember one time, and I'm going on a rabbit trail, but I remember one time being at a vendor event 
We set up our tent. My husband was sitting down in the chair holding one of the poles down. My daughter holding, uh, one of the girls holding the other pole. The other daughter holding the other pole. And I was holding the fourth pole. And we're just talking to customers, telling them about our product, sharing with them, trying to hold this tent down um, so that it wouldn't fly away while we were talking. But we got the job done. And it was because we loved what we were doing and we weren't going to let that stop us. But all of you that are out there that are working on your businesses, don't give up. Don't think that you have to go back to that thing that you knew because you're afraid that what you're doing now is not going to work. You left those other things. You left those other jobs to pursue the very thing that you have a passion for, the very thing that you love, the thing that is in your heart. So why would you go back to something that you were not happy with or maybe exhausted you or stressed you out or frustrated you when you could be pursuing the very thing that you were created to do. Do not give up. I am praying for you. I'm sure there's other people that are there to support and to pray for you. You just need to know who they are. You need to identify them. But I am praying for you that you would continue to press forward, be persistent, stay dedicated, and keep the faith. God told you to do what you are doing Because he meant it. He told you to do the very thing that you're doing because he knows that's what he created you for. Don't go against what he speaks to you. Don't listen to the outside voices. If you know God said something to you and they are speaking the opposite, just tell them, thank you so much. I appreciate it, but I got to do what God told me to do. And believe in it because if he told you to do it, he will not allow you to fail. But you got to keep taking it to him. And you have to keep asking him to just walk through it with you. He will walk through it, whether it is a sunshine or fire. He will walk through it with you. And so um, I pray that this blessed you and encouraged you and lift you up today. Uh, I don't know about you, but I want to be just like Solomon. Not to be the richest man in the world or that was ever on this earth. I don't want to be the richest man. I want to be wise. I want to have the same wisdom to know that I'm doing what is right. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you. I thank you again just for this wonderful opportunity that you give me every single week to encourage others to remind them of who they are, to remind them that um, they need to know who they are in you. You give us our identity. You place those visions and those dreams and those desires within us. And you also said in your word that if we delight in you, that you would give us the desires of our heart. You give us those desires because you place them there. You place those desires inside of us, Father. And so we thank you. We love you. I pray for every single business owner, entrepreneur, creative mind, minister, um, worship leader, no matter what it is that God has called you to do. I pray that you are successful, that you continue to ask God for the wisdom, the wisdom, Father. Lord, give them the wisdom to know what it is that you want them to do. And that they hear your voice clearly and they know, Father, without a doubt that they have heard you.
And when they move, Lord, that you move with them. So we just love you and we thank you, Father. Blessings over every single one of their businesses and their ministries. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining me on the Expressions of Destiny podcast. Um, I will talk to you next week. God bless.